Hey everybody, welcome back to the Threecast. I'm your host, Matt. I'm joined by Vince. How you doing, Vince? I'm okay. It's a prime exam deadline review time. I was just actually reviewing some folks down in uh, in the States uh, via Zoom. So yeah, you guys are pretty busy. If you're a student listening to this, uh, good luck on your finals and uh, hope, hope for the best, man. Yeah, almost summertime. Uh, Ricky is not here. He says he's going to join us sometime. <laughs> it was very uh, it was very vague. So uh, we'll we'll see if he can join us. So uh, this is the three cast. We review movies and TV shows every once in a while. Uh, we do you know, comic books and talk about technology and stuff. But this time we're going to jump back into the Bond series film review series thing we've been doing for oh god I don't know three years. <laughs> <laughs> and we're, we're gonna eventually we're actually gonna make it up to the like what the Pierce Brosnan ones maybe when we're like a hundred I don't know. Okay, so we're, the one one we're gonna be doing today is it was the Spy Who Loved Me, right? Yeah, the Spy yeah. Who Loved Me. All right, so yep. we have after this one we have Moonraker, For Your Eyes mm-hmm. Only, Octopussy, uh, Never Say Never Again, A View to a Kill, but also a John Grisham novel, <laughs> uh, The Living Daylights. And then uh, License to Kill. Then all that before we get to Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> yeah, so we got we got a long, long time. But uh, I think most, I think you probably grew up with the Pierce Brosnan one, not the not the Roger Moore one. Roger yeah, Moore Gold, and Sean Connery are my, my era. Goldeneye was my first Bond. That is like straight 1994 or something. It was 95. Okay, sorry. We were really close. Um, uh, I remember because the video game came out, so I, that's like video game history, man. Well, the reason why I watched the movie was because of the video game. Which was, um, a, again, a terrible story, but apparently the game was like – the game – just for, as a little side note, this is so nerdy. Uh, GoldenEye, the video game, was the first game that actually prioritized uh, headshots. So like in the old days, if you shot someone in the head in like old school Wolfenstein, uh, they would just come walking at you. GoldenEye said, hey, look, if you get shot in the head, you're pretty much dead. So uh, they actually gave priorities. So just a little – Little little golden Easter egg there. People still play that game to this day. Like it's a big thing in emulators and stuff, and like cheat shit that and great stuff. Too. It looks like garbage. Oh, it it does, but it brings back some really good memories. We played that a lot in like yeah. Oh, okay. So remember, I was a band nerd, so in high school, and uh, we used to bring in like old consoles because at this point it was still old in the like early oh, yeah. 2000s. Yeah, those old, old, what, N64? Oh, my God. Yeah, it was N64, right? But anyways, we bring those into the band lock-ins where they locked us into school overnight. We just all stay up all night. Anyways, uh, GoldenEye was one of those games where we played just like, the crap out of. All right, anyways. <laughs> Moving on. We could, we could yeah. nerd out about uh, video games for a while. Uh, we should probably do one of those episodes again. But anyways, so the, the um, Bond movie that we watched this time was The Spy Who Loved Me. This was, came out in 1977. And this is um, Roger Moore's... What, this is his, this is his second... Third this is one? the third one we watched. Yeah, of, of third his. one, right? Okay, so the reason why I, I got confused is because according to this thing here, there's... Maybe I... Did you know... So there's another Sean Connery one after this. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He comes back. So so this is the thing. Like This is so disrespectful. Like The, the thing with Roger Moore is that he waited out because he was the saint and he waited out because I remember this when I was a kid 
Roger Moore said, okay, I'm playing The Saint, which is basically James Bond but on TV, right? And uh, he said, out of respect for Sean Connery, I'm going to let him do his run on Bond. And then Sean Connery does his thing, and he says, I'm out. And then, uh, crap, I think they, they – then, then I'm not sure if they had another jo- James Bond. I, like, I never know, right? Was it the Lazenby? Yeah, they put the Lazenby. Yeah, they, they, so it, it, it went yeah. Connery, then Lazenby, then Connery came back again, Yeah. and then Roger it, Moore. Yeah. And then Sean Connery was like, oh, and I want to do another Connery, video. But that, yeah, the thing is that that Sean Connery Bond movie – Apparently wasn't issued like it was like a, a I don't know pirate black market version of Bond which was like it's totally non-canon it's like fan fiction Bond and I thought that was a big move by Sean Connery because it's like look man Roger Moore was trying to be a gentleman right and and letting you do your thing and when you were like I'm out he then said okay fine I'll take it so I thought that was that was a weird politics man yeah it, it it's gonna be interesting because I. We're gonna have to. It's gonna mess with my my whole head. The whole the, the, when we get to that one. But anyways, that's a couple ones away. Uh, anyways, the Spy Who Loved Me, 1977, Roger Moore. This is the third one, and uh, I'm doing the synopsis, which uh, is uh, probably going to end up being a mistake because I'm horrible at synopses. There, I got the word right there, Vince. Well, anyway, this so that's pretty convoluted. I think because even I, I think again when I watch these things. I was telling uh, before we were recording. I was telling Matt that I, I've I've been on a binge of of the James Bond movies, and all the Roger Moore ones blend together. And it does not help that just to, to help you out here. This is the first, I believe, it's the first introduction of Jaws, right? Okay. Yeah. And the thing is, Jaws shows up again in another in the next. I think it's the next one. Um. So I, I'm blending plots. So that's why I was like, Matt, you got to talk about this because I know this one deals with Atlantis, but the, the next one deals with space. So. And it's the same villain, and you're just like, I'm confused. So so that's why I'm like, Matt, remind me about everything, man. Okay, so the basic plot. Now, this is very, very high level here because we'll get into some of the specifics later. But uh, the main villain in this guy, Stromberg, steals submarines from – I believe he steals a Russian no, – at the beginning, he steals a British submarine, right? And But he's stolen a Russian submarine before, mm-hmm. and – he, his plot is that he wants to shoot nuclear missiles at two major cities to create like a nuclear war or whatever to create a new world order according to him and he has like i mean he has just a, t- a ton of henchmen but jaws is like the main one right and during the whole plot bond is trying to meander his way through the conspiracy and and trying to uh, find out first of all who is behind it, right? Because they don't know at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And once he does find out, he he's trying to obviously stop the the plot. And the it's just it meanders in and out of several like subplots, and there's people that are involved, which are very confusing because like, you don't know why they're involved. There's like steps along the way, and at, at the end. Uh, Bond does his uh, thing, and it's, it all has to do with this villain who is very obsessed with the sea. Like his his idea is to recreate uh, civilization underneath this, like underneath, like in the ocean. Like he li- he lives in this Atlantis weird like pod yeah. thing, but where he, he's like underground, like in a like, or underwater in like a thing. And his his whole deal is when he wants to kill someone, he drops them in with the sharks. Uh, very. You know, I mean, as you do, 
<laughs> of course. Yeah, like, I, again, there are some, I got, I, I don't want to jump the gun, but there are some weird things, like, you know, a guy whose major weapon is biting people, like, with, like, all of, like, you know, great, you got teeth of, of whatever that can and chomp down, but he gets thrown into a shark tank, and he survives. Because he, uh, he wrestles the shark, man. <laughs> and he bites it to death, ostensibly, you don't yeah. see it, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's. It, Jaws is a very uh, he's very un, un, very unsettling villain for that reason because of how he kills people right and uh, you can tell that they were gonna unsettle people because they never show him actually doing it like it's always like fade to black yeah. like when he kills the guy in the like the phone booth or whatever after they're go- uh, when Bond and the the the, the chick are, are are going after the microfish thing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he fades to black and that, and he fades even even the shark. It just the camera turns away from it, and then all you see is blood in the water, right? Um, So it, like I said, he's a very unsettling character, and I think that they knew that going in. Uh, Anyways, that's that's basically the plot. In the end, end, um, they managed to. Well, the nuclear submarines firing at each other, Matt. Like that, that is notable thing. Come on, let's talk. Can we talk about that too? Yeah, we can talk about that, but the thing is, about that is when they're showing it on the Gulf, I thought for sure they were going to do the, do the typical Bond thing, where instead of them hitting the submarines, the nuclear missiles were going to collide midair or something. You know, I thought yeah. for sure that that's the way that they were going to go, because that's just like, oh yeah, that's completely plausible, along with the whole, uh, you know, uh, car, like the 1970s uh, oh, the, Corvette the or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. It turns yeah. into a boat. Um, the submarine, it, it, not a boat, a submarine. Submarine, yeah. <laughs> it's even better. All right, so Vince, what did you think of this movie? Um, I, and listen, I, I think that this is your quintessential Bond movie. Um, you got the um, convoluted plot, but that no one really cares about after they see the beautiful woman. Uh, this was, uh, again, uh, I'll talk about character in a sec, but um, the, the plot itself was was really bad. I think that it was... Again, trying to serve as a proxy at that point in time. I think it was like 1970s, right? So like Vietnam was happening, but also I think people were more aware of the threat of nuclear annihilation still. Um, and uh, I think that they, they kind of were, I mean, it was, it was the best of intentions. They tried to draw attention, attention to it, but like they, they basically make nuclear missiles seem like they're just basic ballistic missiles. And I think that they, they don't really talk about the gravity of the situation when, like, all-out World War III happens. Let's be honest here. The whole Atlantis thing um, is a crazy premise because, fundamentally, you know, there was some seriously flawed logic on that supervillain's, uh, on the Bond villain uh, uh, mental process there. Because it's like, so if we cause nuclear war on every part of the world, then inevitably this is going to allow for us to survive underwater because how? Right. Like the, the resource extraction doesn't work. Um, but I, I think that that's the, the kind of gist that I was trying to be, again, a, a kind of uh, cautionary tale on what's going on from the typical bond. Uh, we talked about the, the female allure, the, the seductive temptress kind of thing. That's that's a token checkbox. You also got the cool gadgets. Matt, you already talked about the cool car. Um, you already talked. About, I think we already talked about the bond villain. That's like, um, no, no, sorry, the henchman. The henchman. It's always about the henchman, right? Um, yeah. Whether it was like in the last Bond movie, we watched like little tattoo, or sorry, not tattoo. What was the guy's name again? Um, uh, Scaramanga's little minion guy. Um, yeah. But he, he, you know, there was like the henchman that just kind of is like this kind of a uh, 
quirky kind of characteristics. And in this case, unfortunately, it's Jaws. And, and that is a terrible villain power to implement. And I think that <laughs> if they were to make this movie today and really be stuck with Jaws, they would show how he killed people. I think that in, in that day and age, uh, because of censors, they could only show him like wrestle and like, obviously it's not just his teeth, right? Like the guy is a pretty brawny and big guy. I don't know. Like he looks like he was like six foot 10 or something, man. The guy was huge. Um, uh, so I, I think that he does his, his job really well. Um, but I, I think next time we do the Bond uh, uh, discussion, we're going to realize that there's a, a real turn for that character. I'm not sure if coming out of this movie, um, so, so spoiler alert, he's in the next movie. Um, Jaws is in the next movie. And he turns, he turns into a good guy. Okay, And um, I'm not sure, Matt, if, if you picked up on the fact that there's a redemption arc um, that's there. And I'm not sure if you were ever led to have some empathy for this dude. Um, in this movie, um, but it, it just it seems like that's the one thing that's unique in this uh, particular Bond movie, where it's a male v- villain or a male person that's related to the villain in some way uh, that that becomes a, 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 an empathetic character. Um, and then the the last point point that I want to put out is um, beyond the super gadgets and the, and the kind of quintessential male seventies thing, I, I do want to talk about just the characters of uh, specifically uh, James Bond in this one. This is the movie that really cements Roger Moore as like the opposite, almost not the opposite, but like the, the, the different side of, of what James Bond is. Right. Like I think the, 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 the Sean Connery, James Bond was all about like cold killer, like, you know, badass and stuff. Right. I mean, not to the point where it's like Daniel Craig kind of stuff, right? But you knew, like back in the 1960s when when Roger when uh, Sean Connery was doing it, he just didn't give a damn, right? And he just killed people and like you know, manhandle women however he wanted. Like it was like you know, super machismo. Then I think you got the opposite swing where you had Lazenby, like he actually gets married, like he falls in love and gets married. And it's like all like what? you know, kind of uh, what? Okay, we have to what? do that one. What? We did Correct? that one. I said we have to. We did it already. Yeah, there was like okay. four videos. Yeah, I know we did that. I know, I know. So, so, okay. so, so what I'm saying is that... probably did it when I was not on it. Well, it's not like it's a big... I don't think it's a big... Sub, like, I'm going to let me finish movie. here. Can I, can I finish nope. this one? <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Finn. So, so what Lazenby is like super romantic, you know, get and to the point where James Bond gets married and falls in love and stuff. But I think Roger Moore is like kind of settling himself in in a, in a third corner in this triangle where he's like... He's not super, super, like, machismo, right? Um, and, and then, look, he doesn't have the hair, chest hair um, <laughs> that, that John <laughs> Shankar does. Um, but he's also, like, he, he, he kind of seduces women, uh, but he doesn't have that super karate fighting skill set stuff. And he's he's kind of got this wink-wink to the camera humor. Like, you know, all, like the one-liners that Bond kind of drops as Sean Connery, they come to the forefront in, 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 oh. in the Roger Moore Bond. And in this movie, like, what is this? What's the line at the very end that he says uh, when they, when they're, when, when the, the Navy comes and gets them out of the little sub? Uh, oh, I can't remember, I can't remember oh, the line. Yeah. It was just like one of those roll your eyes kind of like Roger Moore lines. And it's like, that is the typical James Bond thing. And this is what cements Roger Moore as to me, like the classic cartoony spoofy. Like, you know how there's Batman movies and like there's the Adam West Batman? Roger Moore is the Adam West Batman of the James Bonds. And, and I kind of, I appreciate that campiness, and and I think later on it just gets to like 
in this this is where you start seeing the tipping point where it's transitioning from the oh man guys we know the audiences forgot or should forget about the kind of coolness of uh uh the the sean connery um james bond and then you see eventually evolve into like all about the gadgets the kind of nod to the camera thing about like guys we know that you're watching this because of the hot looking people and because of the, the the cool toys right and it's like a video game it's like you know you got to have the henchman that has these weird quirks and characteristics and and as you said before, it's got to have this amazing set. Like, let's be honest here, that Atlantis thing, the vehicle, like the the kind of uh, Atlantis, uh, all all the stuff that's going underwater. I gotta admit, that's pretty cool. And I don't know what the budget was for this movie, but uh, considering it's a Bond movie, um, and, and at that time um, when when Roger Moore was just still like in his third third run, I, I gotta give credit. It's it's actually not a bad um, kind of uh, movie. It's not great by any stretch of the imagination. You look at, come on, man. Every one of you watching this movie, you probably cringed at a few of those really bad jokes, or you're like, man, he should not have been touching that woman like that. Um, you know, it was just, it was, it was a, a product of its time. I think it was, it was a fun, campy thing. So that's my run on it. They did okay. a way better job on like the vehicle stuff in this movie. This is the first time I've really noticed where they've actually done a really good job with like, like that car chase there in the middle. They did a great mm-hmm. job on that for the air. Like, like if that had been a Sean Connery car scene, he would have been in the car and there would have been a fake background behind him. Like this, you could tell they're actually in the car, right? Uh, yeah, and, and, and like the motorcycle and, stuff too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's still the the t- typical James Bond stuff, like where the sidecar was a like a missile or something. But it was yeah. still, you know, it was. I, mean, I hate to say this, it was it was realistic in that it was not fake. You know, <laughs> well, you well, just wait until, wait until you see there's going to be another part where, you, again, because I watched all the Roger Moore ones in, in like the last week or so. Um, there's going to be another part. If you like the vehicles, uh, you're going to see a, a, one of the James Bond movies where um, he's driving a, a car with a uh, horse in the background. Like, you know, the, the, have you seen those cars that have a horse trailer, right? The, the horse oh, yeah. trailer transforms into a plane and the horse tail just, oh, it just I, like mechanics. Yeah, You'll you'll see it and you'll be like, God, man, the Roger Moore stuff, it's so campy, James Bond, you can't you just gotta love it, right? It's like a guilty pleasure, man. Okay. I'd uh, love Rick, if they if they did like a modern day one with that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that'd be Rick, that'd be like a troll job. Ricky, before we jump into you, I just wanted to say this. Uh, the guy who played Jaws, Richard Keel, the I, I I spent the entire movie like, why does this guy look familiar? And it's because he was unhappy on this yard. He was in Happy Gilmore. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. So, so Happy Gilmore, <laughs> but he was also the big guy from I think The Longest Yard with uh, Burt Reynolds back in the day. And he was in. Um, yeah, I've seen him in other stuff. He's been in a lot of movies, right? He, yeah. But, um, anyways, Happy Gilmore is where I recognize him from because he plays the guy with the um. The thing on his head. Yeah, <laughs> that's the reason why I recognize him. Anyways, Ricky, what did you think of The Spy Who Loved Me? Um, I, it was great. Um, what? <clears throat> no, I mean, would you would you care so, to elaborate? So when, I, when I watched it, I I was I watched it in kind of like thinking of back when I was a, a little kid and I watched it for the first time, and I remember specifically that same character you guys talked about the the Jaws uh, guy because I remember like when I was a kid, right? Every Bond movie that came out, it was always about um, Bond. It was about what car or what gadget he had. Like he had, remember he had the the little watch, the watch with the laser, 
that shoots yep. out of it. And that was close around the time when they used to have those watches with the calculators on them. And it's like, so it was always about Bond. It was never about the villain until like this movie. And I remember because like everyone, when you were talking about the movie or you're playing like games or whatever, and like you would have some kids who wanted to be Jaws. It was just the cool idea of you know, like, he could bite through anything, and so, yeah, that sort of stuck for me, um, yeah, it was just, I watched it not, like, looking at, oh, you know, comparing it to movies now, and, okay, this is so, like, lame, and, oh, my God, like, what was I, but I watched it more like, okay, I'm gonna watch it again, and see, like, you know, why did I enjoy it when I was, like, that age, right? Kind of like the same thing, like, when I watch, you know, Back to the Future or, you know, Termi- old Terminator movies, that kind of stuff. So I, I enjoyed it. So, okay. So I was Go going to say, though, that um, with the – just a shout-out to the watch thing you're talking about. Casio watches? Come on, man. Yes, that's, that's it. Back- yeah, you knew I'm talking I about that. I remember when those came out. I think there was only like, cause like at that time I was still in Jamaica, right? Like I was a little kid in Jamaica. I think there was like only two guys in my school that had it, and it's like everyone was like, "I'll trade you my lunch for a week to let me wear it for an hour." <laughs> <laughs> was, um, yeah. <laughs> The best part about that was that, it, like, you know, no kid would ever need to use a calculator. And, like, you couldn't use it in a test or anything, but it's just so badass. And it was waterproof. And you could be James Bond. Like, you could be James Bond. And, like, I, I'm not sure if it's another James Bond movie or maybe it's Dick Tracy kind of thing. But, like, you know, it's like you're, like, talking to the calculator on your oh, wrist. Yeah. And you're, like, you know what I mean? Like, that kind of stuff. But the, yep. the thing that also you're talking about with the villains, um, yeah. I think it's worth noting here also the female uh bond for lack of a better term like the bond girl right mm-hmm. have you noticed that it always seems that the bond girl either is like the the damsel in distress who just gets picked out because she's incidentally in the line of fire everything like you know <laughs> uh like you see with nuclear scientists and all that stuff but or the the bond girl tends to be like the side piece for a major megalomaniac villain who then says well i could do better <laughs> with this kind of uh, guy that yeah like it's so weird that like it, it's like this is a trope where the bond the bond girl happens to be like is she that loose that she's just like yeah i'll, I'll switch sides and i'll like, you know like it's just weird to me that or is, or is james bond that seductive that well, it's like I yeah you could be with a billionaire and have all this stuff or come with me right yeah i think that's it's like the danger of his job which is funny because it's like the bad guy is just as dangerous too right but it's the same thing with money penny who Right, he uh, always wanted to be with them forever, and it's like, you know what I mean? It's like get a grip. Like how many, you know, years has it been now, lady? <laughs> like, move on. Money Penny has always yeah. been weird because like she knows how many women he's been with, and she's still like, oh, James. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like it, it makes no sense. Like you know, this guy's a horn dog, and you're still yeah. chasing after him. I mean, come on, lady. How? Have have some dignity, you know. <laughs> it's really weird. Uh, uh, all right, all right. So I went into this movie 
thinking that I wasn't going to like it because it's rated 81% fresh on uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. What? And and I and uh, me and Rotten Tomatoes, we, we never agree on anything. You, you know, it's just it's one of those things like if they say the movie's rotten, I'm probably going to like it. If they say it's fresh, there's no <laughs> way I'm going to like it. But I watched this movie and the first, I don't know, half an hour of it, man, is it's kind of a snooze fest. And I was like, oh, God, I, this movie's going to suck. I mean, it, it's convoluted, like as James Bond movies usually are. And uh, like we don't know who the villain is yet. Like we don't even learn who the villain is. Uh, I mean, we see the villain for like the first time, like at the twenty-five or thirty-minute mark when he kills those guys, and we, like we don't know what his deal is yet. Like we know he's stealing submarines, but we don't know why. Uh, and you know, it, it's typical Bond. But after that, you know, I kind of like all right, kind of get in, interested in this, and I think it's around the time we start seeing Jaws interact a little bit more, like. Yeah, yeah, I kind of, you know, it's it's different enough. I'm kind of interested in it. And by, by the end of it, I found myself actually liking this movie quite a lot for a few reasons. First of all, uh, the music was a little bit better in this one. I, I thought that the music was a little bit not great, but a little bit better. Um, also, the gadgets uh, were at least somewhat better. Like the car was really impressive to me for not necessarily because compared to like what we'd have nowadays, but because of what we've seen previously in the series, which was just, you know, <laughs> utter garbage. Um, and, and, uh, Atlantis was really fun and they still had this like idea of technology where everything was these big buttons with lights behind them. Uh, <laughs> you know, that's just the way the technology they, uh, you know, was, yeah. but it just, it, it felt less Fisher price this time. And I don't know why, like it felt like it was still over the top and like, oh, big button, press this button, launch <laughs> nuclear weapons, you know, you know, <laughs> but it still it felt a little bit more professional, I guess I just put it that way. Um, and, and Vince, you were talking about the the one liners um, previous to this. Yeah, I didn't like, really it's care. Like, it's like I'm taking off my clothes. Yes. Permission granted or something. I can't remember what it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and he he. It's not even just like the one-liners. Like after he kills, uh, I don't even remember what guy he 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 kills, but he takes like the the oh it was it wasn't him that killed the Jaws killed that guy in the phone booth. Oh yeah, the Egyptian. The, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, Bond put takes like the, the um do not disturb sign or whatever the hell it is and puts it on him afterwards. Like it was just like like you took like yeah. a, a millisecond to do that when you could have been run after the guy. But anyways, uh, prior to this, I, I didn't really care for. Roger Moore all that much, but I, I just have to say that with those one-liners in this one here, where it's definitely came to the forefront, he'd had a lot of them in this one, but the way he delivers them was just it fit, it fit in with the rest of his characters. You, one of the problems I've always had with Pierce Brosnan is he had those over the top lines, like in the one where the 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 guy who's trying to melt the entire world with a laser. I don't. Um, one of one of the Pierce Brosnan's one. I don't even remember which one. Yeah, uh, is it the Christmas the comes Berry more than one. once? Christmas comes twice a year? No, no, this is it's the one with Halle Berry in it. Halle Berry one, yeah. Ro- Rosamund Pike. But but anyways, at the end when he kills the villain, he goes say hello to gravity. You know, it's it's, it's the absolute <laughs> worst line ever. The thing about Pierce Brosnan, he, he is he was horrendous at, at delivering those lines. Like he, in every single movie Pierce Brosnan did. He had those lines, especially the ones where he was delivering the final blow, and he just wasn't good at giving them naturally. 
Roger Moore had these lines th- scattered throughout the entire movie, and they just kind of fit in with the rest of it. Like uh, a, a line could just pop up, and it would feel like it was a natural flow from his whatever he was doing before to whatever he was doing after. You know what I mean? It didn't stand out like uh, like Pierce Pierce Brosnan always just kind of in my head because he was so bad at it. Uh, <laughs> but the, it just really fit, fit really well in this one. Uh, and yes, it's cartoony and stuff like that, but you can't. That's especially. I and I'm, haven't seen a lot of them after this until Pierce Brosnan, but we know that this is what James Bond became, right? It it was a lot of the stuff. I mean, it's always been over the top, but it's you know, it, at times it got into the really like Vince said, very cartoony kind of, uh, you know, villains and over the top lines and you know stuff like that. And I think that this is the first movie where I actually enjoyed that. Like Sean Connery wasn't good at a lot of things. <laughs> like, but I think that th- this was the movie where Roger Moore kind of finally slotted himself into the bond role and did a really good job. So, um, I really liked it. I, I will say that the plot itself was forgettable. I mean, it, it was a bond plot. <laughs> You know, I mean, it's like, it has something to do with nuclear weapons, some guy either wanting to take over the world or destroy the world uh, and Bond having to stop. Him. I mean, it, it's literally cookie cutter. They do it every single time. Um, so, yeah, those those are my thoughts on it. But Which makes it, you think it's like 007 must be like the only agent in MI6. <laughs> Mostly, never covers anything in the Middle East. I'm just gonna put it out there. Well, that let's talk about the fact that for whatever I mean, and they do this in the modern version too, uh, with Daniel Craig, where they like you'd assume like the MI6 headquarters would be in London or somewhere in England, right? But they just happen to have moved, picked up the entire operation, moved it to Egypt. I mean, I, I mean, all of a sudden there's the there's you know he goes into a pyramid, goes down an elevator, and whoo, there's Q and M, and there's a Russian guy, and you know the 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 agent X was there because you know she obviously didn't tell him she she was Russian until you know he she showed up, but I mean like the entire MI6 operation was just in Egypt in Egypt now like what <laughs> they have satellite offices they franchise come on man um, but Q's okay. in all uh, and, and yeah, Q's but, obviously yeah. in every location right because <laughs> he's got well, he's so smart he's cloning himself come on <laughs> that that was abs- actually the part where the 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 technology kind of kind of took a dip there because they had the weird like the guy sat on a stool and then this had a spring that jumped up it's like what is this wily coyote this is really weird yeah. <laughs> you know what one episode i was just thinking we should do like a comparison between mission impossible and james bond like pick two two movies of the franchise that came out around the same time because they're very similar obviously mission impossible Mm -hmm. borrows from the whole bond kind of you know way of operating it'd be interesting to see we should we should talk about that but i just want to put point this out is that mission impossible would not exist without tom cruise uh James Bond has managed to stay relevant through <laughs> seven different bonds. You know what I mean? Yep. Well, well no, no. You you're too young to remember that uh Mission Impossible was a TV show that people would like 
set aside time to watch and like organize their days around. I, I just want to make sure you know this. Uh, yeah, I, I know that it was a TV show, but nobody's nobody's nobody still talks about it. Then it's like people are still talking about Sean Connery as Bond. Like they still watch the old Bond movies. They talk about Roger Moore and they talk about how bad the Dal- the Dalton, whatever the hell his name was, <laughs> you know, you know, they, they, yeah. Yeah, they they just go through. People still rewatch the entire Bond series. It's a big thing. They don't go back and watch the Mission Impossible. I mean, it's like going back and watching the A Team or something. Like, you know, it's not something. I mean, sure, if you catch it on TV, but I mean, when when you think Mission Impossible, you think Tom Cruise, right? You know, and you think the whole thing. And is there he, the man's like seventy years old? He hasn't aged a day in thirty years. You know. <laughs> So I, I I would be surprised if they could ever reboot that without Tom Cruise and have it be successful. I mean, look at what Jason uh, I mean, look at the Jason Bourne film. Nobody likes Jason the Jason Bourne films, but they tried one film without Matt Damon, and that thing was the I mean, we watched I think we watched that, right? Didn't we watch that for the podcast? I can't the, even the, remember yeah. that one. The one with, with one of Jeremy Rayner, Jamie whatever oh, his name is. Yeah, the oh, yeah, yeah. Hawkeye. The Hawkeye guy. Right? Born off Adam. Or wait, was it? Yeah. Uh, I think wait, I, the Born Legacy. Born whatever. God it was it was yeah, something. It was, right. Nobody watched it. It was horrendous like, because nobody. Wa- I mean, people yeah. associate Jason Bourne with Matt Damon. Exactly. I mean, it's just he, the thing, yeah, right? He is. He is. Uh, yeah, it was the one where they tried to like make the the thing was like all these other agents were just like Bourne and, and like he was one of them. It sucked. Yeah, it was. It wasn't that bad, but it was bad. <laughs> you you know. A movie is bad, like an action. Uh, an action movie is bad when Ricky says it's bad. <laughs> like, this is the man who likes Fast and the Furious, okay? Yeah. And if he if he says it's bad, it is bad. Like it was a bad movie. Like and and the what's his name? His name is Rainer, Jamie, Jeremy, Jeremy, Renner, 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 yeah. Renner right, whatever. Uh, he's not like, the, like a horrible actor or anything. Like he's in some good movies. Um, like he's okay. actually in Mission Impossible now. That I think about it. He, like he's in Ghost Protocol. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Now all he needs no, to do is I have think... him show up in a Bond film. Just what, it'd yeah, be six no, degrees think... of Kevin Bacon or something. <laughs> no, I think they saddled him with that movie. Like everyone was looking for uh, Matt Damon in that movie, and it's just the way they did it. Like they called out to it but they kind of ignored it and it was so it's it was stupid they would have been better off just rebooting it at that point i mean and i mean cuz they had so much material that they could have used from the books cuz like the books and the movies are absolutely nothing alike like i mean there's i mean they 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 take his name but even like like in the in the books him finding out his name is like a, a big deal like he has a family and everything in in the books um and they don't do well any of that in the movies, right? So yeah, they could have. Well, they kind of, kind of a little tiny bit, right? Because like, and, um, yeah, in Ultim- in Ultimatum, he finally finds his name. Yeah, like but... the character that Julia Stiles plays, she's like somehow related to him. Not related, but she's related what? to his old life. Yeah, if you watch it, she's like related to his old life. Well, yeah, and, and right? they they insinuate yet, that they were together or something. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's very vague. With, um, oh my god, man! Okay, can we not talk about this terrible franchise and talk about the <laughs> terrible franchise we're focusing on, man? I I do not want to watch any like the Bourne series. Okay, is up we'll there with the Fast next. and Furious series. Like 
things I don't want to oh. watch, man. We are well, so watching the Bourne watch movies so. just to piss Vince off. We're going to do no, it. No, because I fall asleep. I tried watching them. I fall asleep, man. They're so boring. The 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 the, the first one wasn't bad. The rest of them were kind of terrible. Uh, oh, there's this. And the, 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 the late. Okay, so the hey, latest one. The we, wait, wait. I think we watched are... Jason. I think we watched yeah, the last. Yeah, you watched one of them. And I saw... Other than the Render one, they're like top pinnacle for me. So I'm just oh. watching <laughs> Just watch it. The latest one with Tommy Lee Jones was not a good movie. Like it just was not a good movie. He's in a Bourne movie. Yeah, he plays no, the villain. the last one. Yeah, it's, it's not bad. I like um, it. It's like one of his last movies before he retired. It's like N- now he's Bourne? doing Chevrolet commercials. If there's a Bourne <laughs> movie with Matt Damon in it, I I will like it. Um. That's, I, 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 that's how Hollywood keeps on producing crap. So thank yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> yeah, It's all Ricky's fault, he's man. The <laughs> he's the reason why there's twelve Fast and the Furious movies. Ten. Twelve? Ten. Oh my bad. Ten. <laughs> I'm so bad for being way off there. Well, we're gonna cover all of them, so don't worry. Oh god. I'm already I'm already calling in sick those days. <laughs> All right. Uh, the Spy Who Loved Me. Vince, your uh, your score. Uh, I don't know, like two out of five, and that's simply because of nostalgia. It just once again proves that James Bond's superpower is not his athleticism, but it's the fact that a woman can be pointing a gun at him after having <laughs> killed her, her lover, and it's like, oh, you're so seductive. I let me throw myself in your arms and let's have sex. I, I just find that so weird. Like, it was a really bad this, ending. It was. If you had to explain this to someone, you're just like, okay, so James Bond, here's a test. You got the a woman is pointing a gun at you. What do you do? Make suggestive eye movements and pop champagne bottles and let's take these clothes off, baby. <laughs> as, like, like, as, as a command, like it's weird. Man. The thing is, is that that ending could have been I, – I wouldn't say good, but if, if she just had never pulled the gun and they just, you know, rode off into the, you know, into the water or whatever, having, you know, whatever, you know, they would have been fine. The movie – the ending would have been fine. But they – like the her pulling the gun doesn't even – it doesn't even really make sense because the <laughs> Russians and well, the – Well, it does, right? Because they're trying to show you, like, how much, like, power he has. Sexual energy women, he right? has. Well, uh, right? okay. like that whole thing all along right? okay like you can't resist him i i get i get i get i get that but the whole point of this movie like the entire one of the one of the main points of the movie is the british and the russians come together in detente to do this thing right well they did come together i can tell you that right now at the end of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway she draws her gun on it but the 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 head of the KGB and the head of MI6 are still there together at <laughs> the end to greet them. They watch it. <laughs> uh, right. So why is she pulling the gun on him? It doesn't make sense. It make it, It's just, I mean, she, it, she's under order to kill him. And then when they pull up, she's going to say, oh, I'm sorry, MI6 man. I killed your killed your dude. You know, I mean, that makes no sense. Um, so the, they're just kind of. I, I, I forgot about it, but the, that kind of ruined the whole ending for me. Because like they, you, you know, they, they just killed the bad guy you know the 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 main bag the, the big guy stromberg and, and managed to get out of atlantis you know miraculously you know and, and you know he's gonna get the girl like he always does and then she pulls the gun on him and like wait <laughs> what and and, and 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 then he talks her out of it by telling her to take her clothes off 
<laughs> and then it negates the whole pulling the gunner because the Russians and the the British are still working together. Like they're still on the same boat together. It's it, it was that's the thing because it's a personal thing. At that point, it's it's personal because she killed because Bond killed her her lover, right? The, oh, the makes, yeah, guy, right. So so like that's the reason why I find it so strange. Like that's why I was like, she's so loose that it's like, oh, you killed my lover, and well, okay, now it's not sex. <laughs> but, but but oh, James. <laughs> okay, like again, see, this is why it's like okay, the fanciful plots and stuff, but there are some things where you're just like. Damn it, man! It is so campy. It can't be real. It's like it's like reading like a Maxim magazine if that still exists. Like you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. All right. Anyways, the uh, Ricky, your uh, score on this one. Mine, I give it a three out of five. Um, I I had fun watching it again. Um, I like when my kid is old enough. Like we probably we'll probably watch it together, but it's not you know something I'd watch like two three times. You okay. gotta make your kid watch this, and you, daddy, daddy. Yeah, so if if someone watch. pops a gun, pops a gun in front of me, I just say, let's have sex. <laughs> Dude, I said when he's old enough, like maybe when he's like fourteen, like <laughs> but he's gotta have, like you have to, like when he goes out and people make references, like he's gonna watch all the old, he's gonna watch GI Joe and Transformers and. All the old stuff I watched, Back wait, to the Future. Wait, wait. So, 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 Rick, when's the next time you you envision your son hanging out with boomers, talking about GI Joe and like references no, I'm, to obscure Bond villains? I'm not saying they're gonna reference that, but I watched it. He's gonna watch it, <laughs> even if he doesn't want to. <laughs> yeah, the cycle of abuse oh. continues. <laughs> Uh, I, I can I can see he, he here's fourteen year old young little Ricky Junior you know uh, sitting on the couch with his dad dad what are we watching today oh, we're gonna we're gonna watch the spy who loved me it has has a great plot you'll see <laughs> you're gonna like it kid <laughs> if you know what's good for uh, oh, you oh yeah by the way uh, may the fourth be with you <laughs> yeah oh, I know Vince loves that oh just just to let you know I'm, I'm not sure if you can see this see. Like, can you see this? Oh, oh yeah. Mike, oh, there you go. Oh, nice. Yeah. Too, too big cool. to fail, and then picture and, and, of and, oh, crap. What was this autofocus crap? Um, <laughs> no focus. Oh, you gotta read the bottom part. Yeah. Just read yeah, it's probably too small. You're not gonna get that. Uh, what, what, the, what the hell? Garbage camera. The back there, there we go. go. There we go. Here. <laughs> when engineering is hard, there's always architecture. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. I would give this movie uh, a two and a half out of five, right down the middle. I think that this is Roger Moore's best one so far, but that's not really saying all that much. Um, <laughs> like, like it, 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 it was good. It beat some of the um, Sean Connery movies for me, um, but the plot was still just so freaking, you know, weird that I just it, it's not that it wasn't that great. But it also wasn't the worst. It, it's definitely not the worst one we've seen so far. Like the the Lazenby one was not good. The um there was a couple other ones that were just not all that great. So uh, this one was definitely better than us. Okay, so uh, coming up next, uh, I'm not sure. Is it my turn? Oh my god! That's all you have is to gonna think. Be... Whose turn is it? Because if it's, it's my yours. turn, it's Fast and Furious. Okay, the I, very I first I... one. Part one. Yeah. Oh. So, so is there any preface reading that I should really steep myself in the lore of Fast and Furious? No, no, it's, it's the very there's first no one. That's 
that's where it started. So uh, it turns out Fast and Furious is based on a book. <laughs> yeah, how historically accurate is this? <laughs> they take some liberties with real life, you know. <laughs> oh, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> All right. A- a- anyways, the next Bond film we'll be covering the next time it's my turn is Moonraker. So if you guys want to uh, oh, yes, just keep I in mind, that's 1979. About gaming this podcast like crappy movie podcast. I <laughs> Vince is gonna be the only one that's gonna pick good movies. He's gonna save the podcast. You you gotta come up with some good ones when it's your turn. Godfather, you know, uh, uh, like Grave of the Flies, and now we're like, I, oh yeah, Fast and Furious I, Four. I've dedicated myself to choosing just Bond until we're done with the damn things. Uh, and it's, <laughs> I and it's, you were going to say until we're that's, dead. That's years, man. <laughs> it's going to take us a while because we only do one episode a month, so it's going to be a few years. I I, I want to get to the Brosnan ones because those are the ones I'm most familiar with, but we're just we're so far away. Like, we're not we'll half. Go backwards. Okay. We'll start with the newer ones and work backwards. Right. So we've done one, two, three, <laughs> four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. This was the eleventh one we've done. Oh my god. Which the fact that we've okay, so just we've been podcasting since two thousand nine. It feels like we've been watching Bond <laughs> since two thousand nine. <laughs> it's not true, but it feels like it. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure and uh so um Spectre or whatever it was, no oh not time to die, what was that? Like the twenty fifth one or something? Um, yeah, no time to die. That, James Bond dies, so let's just call it like spoiler alert. He died, so hopefully that's the last <laughs> one. It puts a nail in the coffin, like it sets it sets a goal for us. <laughs> we got to get to that one before we die. So, anyways, that is it for us to have a podcast this time. Uh, we record this once a month, so you'll get the next one in uh, whatever the next month is. It's May now, so that that would be uh, June, I think. I don't know. Uh, my my brain is so fried from watching this movie. I don't even know the the, the order of the months anymore. So, if you want to get in contact with us, you can do so at the Freecast on Twitter. I'm at MTWB. Vince is VWHUI. Ricky is Ricky underscore Williams one. You can subscribe to this podcast pretty much wherever you can you know, find podcasts. It's pretty much everywhere. Spotify, Apple, all those places. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. If uh, your platform supports it, leave a review. We really do appreciate that. If you have done that before, if you have not done that, go ahead and do it. Uh, we'll see you next time. Okay, see you later.